Either of those, I mean, after the Clemson incident, he got fired the next day and he never coached another football game again. Yeah. Uh, that you get charged with assault. You're going to jail if you do that today. Oh, yeah, you're getting locked up. That's just... Welcome back to another episode of Reeking Havoc, the world's weirdest podcast. Paul, how you doing today? It's a magical Monday. It is a magical Monday, even though you might be listening to this on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or even any day of the week, whenever you decide to pick up this episode and give it a listen. Today's episode is going to be something we haven't done before. It's something we do every day, though. It's going to be a bunch of nonsense. We're just going to start talking and see what kind of topics we get on, what kind of conversations we have. So, Paul, tell me something interesting from your day today. Uh, I mean, no class today. Oh, let's let's bring the people through what happened today. Okay, so we have our semester separated into two modules, and we finished module A. So now we're on module B, starting the next chapter of the semester. So we have two new classes. We're starting fresh. I'm expecting to get emails from my professors about what we're doing, what classes are online, what are in person, what building I'm in, this type of situation. It's Sunday. No emails yet. So I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like, what, what am I going to do here? What, what's tomorrow going to look like? I even emailed a professor. And I was like, hey, what time is class tomorrow and where am I going? Nothing. Didn't get an email back. And, and this class, I, I checked on my registration. This is the only thing I could find out about it was that it starts at 9. So I was like, I'm going to wake up at 8, 8.30, head out, try and figure out, just go to all these rooms and try and figure out if I can find my class. I wake up, still no email about anything. So now I'm in real panic mode. I'm like, Something, something's got to be up. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to check the academic calendar just to make sure that module B starts today. Sure enough, it doesn't. I, I woke Paul up over here, and I was like, yeah, we, we don't have class today. And that was frustrating. I mean, I'm glad we didn't have class. Do not get me wrong. It was nice to have another day off. But I was like, come on. No one told me. They didn't tell us, did they? No, nah, we, we had no idea. I assumed Monday would be a start day for a new module, and it wasn't. And then, you know, I mean, I'm not complaining we didn't have class today. That was pretty nice. It was very nice. I, I mean, I can't complain about not having class. But at the same time, I would have appreciated a heads up. And that's the thing that bothers me about this school right now is there's no transparency. We don't know. I mean, we're allowed outside again. Let's celebrate that. We played catch outside today. That was huge. fantastic. It was huge for the brand. We got rec time back. But... There's really no one knows what's going on or what's happening, when or how it's going to look. I understand it's a different type of semester than we've ever had here, but at least give the students something. I still haven't heard from my professors yet, though. So, I mean, Tuesday morning, tomorrow is just going to look exactly like this morning, but I actually have class, just don't know where or when. So, yay me. But wow. Ugh. And we don't even know if the Titans' bills are going to play tomorrow. Kind of hoping that that game gets postponed for fantasy football sake. Are you winning right now? I'm up like six points, I believe. I'm up like sixty, so and, I'm feeling pretty good. And homie's got Derrick Henry, so is that? Do you have anyone? No, I'm done. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope that game can get postponed for you too, though. Not in my division, so it doesn't affect me. I'm looking to go four and one. I am going to go four and one. It I, would take a sheer miracle, because I 
don't think he has anyone left to play either. So I just got the Bills' defense. So unless they give me negative 60 points, I'm in pretty good shape to move on to 4-1, and one, which is my best record I've ever had in fantasy. Four wins, which I got last year in my fantasy league, was the most wins I've ever had in a season. I'm already matched that and with a winning record. This is exciting times. Yeah, it's, it's exciting times. The come up. So we've been watching the show 60 days in. If you're not familiar with the show, uh, it's on Hulu, for starters. Uh, it Basically, it takes eight participants. Uh, I want to say it's Clark County Jail in uh, Indiana. And you volunteer for this. Let's, let's get that straight. For whatever reason you may have coming into the idea of, let me do this. So basically, you become an inmate for 60 days. There's no fluff to this. You, you, you get involved right away. And that's kind of crazy. I think I, think I looked it up, and I want to say it was $3,000 that get paid for this, which in the span of, I mean, 60 days is two months. In the span of two months, that's not a ton. No, that's not a lot of money Especially at all. for going into jail with some pretty intense criminals. There was the one guy from the season we're watching who's in there for attempted murder and possibly other things. Who, who knows what he's in there for? But would you do it, Paul? Not for that price. No? You'd have to pay me a lot more. I think one thing that's interesting from it, and... I don't think I would need to learn this firsthand to understand that the system is broken. I think it's kind of general knowledge that the system is broken. But it is interesting to watch the show and see more of the deeper aspects of how the system's broken. One thing we've noticed throughout the show is there's no security. And obviously it's a prison, but you put, I mean, I, ballpark it here for me. How many, how many guys do you think are in each pod? Um... 20 to 40? Yeah, I'd say between 20 and 40. Which is a a lot of dudes and, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But some of these dudes are 100% guilty and boast about it. And there's no security. The COs we've seen in the show don't seem to care. They come in, the CERT team will do their job when they're coming in for a raid on the cells. They've been doing their job and a pretty good job at that. But the COs seem to walk into a situation and just do nothing. I feel like they think their presence alone is enough. And yeah. It really isn't. Well, because we saw in the female pod, uh, they've been giving tattoos to each other, which is, not, which is breaking the law of the jail. And they tossed the cells twice and didn't find anything. I don't even know that's which, possible. Which blows my mind because, well, and then uh, one of the ladies that's in there that is in the program said they've been doing meth, they've been smoking weed. How are they not finding it? Seriously, how do you get away with smoking in, in jail. a jail cell at all? Where you can't, yeah, there's no windows, there's, there's no Febreze, there's nothing. And they've walked in several times. We've seen it where they walk in and, what are you guys smoking? I can smell the smoke from out here. And they don't do anything, they don't find anything. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. It's a good show, though. It's a very entertaining show. Uh, It's weird to... I don't want to say reality TV, because I wouldn't call it reality TV. I mean, in a way, technically, yes, it is reality TV, because it's real life, but there's no script, there's nothing, at least to my knowledge. And this is just real jail. Yeah, they just only give the the participants, like, a a backstory, in case they're asked for it. 
Which that, as a participant, would be the hardest part, is, is keeping the same backstory. Because you see when new inmates come in, especially with the camera crew, a lot of the inmates that have already been there get a little on edge. Are these undercovers? What, who are they? You know, you hear the, like, snitches, police. That's the mindset, especially with cameras around. So you have to keep your cover story tight so you don't get caught. Because, as we've seen, bad things happen to those who get caught. Oh, yeah. I mean... I feel like it's got to be hard. You got to like basically play the character. Yeah, it's, it's essentially you're acting. Well, that was I believe it was Quentin, the former police officer. He said uh, he can't break character, something along those lines. And 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 when you think when you come at it from that aspect, you are acting. Mm-hmm. You you got to play the role and you got to play it believably. Which, I mean, playing a role in a movie or TV show believably is one thing. Doing that in a jail with inmates who are actively trying to figure out who's a snitch and who's not. That's some life or death situation. Yeah, you're you're protecting yourself by playing the role of an inmate. Essentially, it's kind of a. Uh, it's just really interesting to kind of see it all play out. Yeah, and like see how people like the different things that people do to kind of keep themselves safe and sane. Like the guy Dion, that's part of the program that's in there. He's starting to lose it. Yeah, he's losing his he, mind a little bit. He had his girlfriend come do a surprise visit and. He just kept saying over and over, he's like, I really hope I'm not dreaming. And he even said when he got back, he wasn't sure if it was real or not. And that's that's kind of a scary thing to think about. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like he's, I mean, I feel like a lot of prisoners experience this, but, like, I feel like to an extent this is, a, like, tougher, like, if you're not a prisoner and then, like, you're flirting with, like, these two realities because, I mean, he's pretending to be this inmate. And he was talking about how he's starting to believe his backstory. Like, that's yeah, starting to, like, seem scary. like it's his real life. That's scary. And it's like it's like changing him. It's 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 really it's really interesting to see that side of it too. Yeah. Like how it affects you mentally. Well, cuz the and the one lady said she feels she's going to have PTSD after this and that's I mean, I can imagine you spend 60 days in and you come out it's going to take some readjusting to get back into the real world. Now, could you imagine if you were in there and then COVID struck and you weren't allowed to leave? Ooh, that would be tough. Oh my god, you're that just would trapped be trapped in there. I'd lose my mind. Oh, that that would be the breaking point. For sure. 100%. Just had a beautiful sip of some vitamin water there. Weird question, but uh what's your favorite type of water outside of bottled classic water? Like we're talking flavored waters here. Probably the strawberry lemonade vitamin waters. Really? Yeah, I love those. I things. don't I don't know where I'd rank vitamin water. As far as flavor, I feel it's, it's lacking a little. Nice drop of the pop filter there, Paul. I feel like that happens at least once per episode. Yeah, I don't know. Vitamin water to me, just it lacks flavor. Uh, it's, it's, it's a subtle flavor, which I mean, yeah, to be that. expected because it's water, but those ice water, ooh, big pain in the side there. Oh, got to stop raising my arms so aggressively, <laughs> I guess. My goodness. I mean, the sp- ice waters are the sparkling waters, but were they called Splash? Those one we had with the grape and the mixed berry? Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are probably my favorite. Those are pretty solid. Too. Those are really good. Because I feel like they have more flavor than the vitamin water. I'm not a huge nutritionist by any stretch of the imagination but just going off the bottle here we're having uh 
100% vitamin B5 and B6, which I'm assuming is pretty good, 50% of uh, vitamin C, and then uh, vitamins A and E, zinc and electrolytes, nutrient-enhanced water beverage. See, why do they have to add beverage? Why can't they just say nutrient-enhanced water? I'm never eating water. That's yeah. Some things on bottles just blow my mind. <laughs> Zero sugar, squeezed lemonade flavor. Is cloudy a color? Oh, geez, there's a whole story here. Is cloudy a color? Maybe it is a lack of color. There is actually more opaque than anything. Just like life's hardest questions. Why? Why even get up in the morning? Probably best not to go down that path. That trait leads only to darkness. The trail you want to go down... I need not read in the dark. The trail you want to go down is the path of light. So drink this drink and squeeze the darkness out of your life just like we squeezed it out of this drink. Also, there are vitamins and electrolytes in it. What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Vitamin water's got some mental health advice. Why get up in the morning? What? Did not expect to read that on there. I saw a lot of writing and I thought it was going to be about vitamin water, but no. It's that's interesting. Vitamin water from deep. Yeah, wow. I mean nowhere. Laffy Taffy has the jokes and I don't really know where the other ton of foods that have paragraphs on them about life, especially asking nah. some deep questions. Why even get up in the morning? Well, I got stuff to do for starters. I mean I think they want you to get up in the morning just to drink vitamin water. Squeeze the darkness away like we squeeze this drink. What is this? Man, vitamin water. Whoever's writing for you, give them a promotion. Yeah, they're doing something right, though. They're doing something right. Just like the, the Taco Bell, it. the hot sauce packets. They always got some little funny things on there. Oh, those are hilarious. I never got... I never had tried the Taco Bell hot sauce till you actually... I didn't know they sold it in bottles. Fun fact, they sell Taco Bell hot sauce in bottles. I'm assuming you got it from Meyer. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it was Meyer. So, I mean, hey, try that. I'd never tried one before. I like hot sauce, but I'd never tried the Taco Bell hot sauce before until that. It's phenomenal. Oh, Absolutely it's great. fantastic. They have some good sauces over there at T-Bell. What was the one we had in, on the Spectrum? I think that was just uh, like the mild sauce. The mild sauce? It still had some good kick yeah, to it, too. Yeah, it's still kicking. Do you like, is it El Diablo? Is that what the hottest one's called? Just Diablo. But yeah, oh. I like that one a lot. It's not as hot as the hot one. Like the middle? In my opinion. Are there three? So it's, uh, I honestly don't know what the very first one. There's like one that's like a green, weird it's sauce. It's lower than the mild. Yeah, and then there's the, it's like mild hot, and then Diablo, I think. I don't know if there's another one. I know there's like a breakfast little packet sauce, but that's completely besides the point. Oh. But yeah, no, hot, I don't like hot as much because hot's just more like hot. Oh, it's just so like Diablo's like, it, it's hot, but like flavor. it has a good flavor to it. That's nice. It really adds to whatever you put it on. I feel like that's what separates hot sauces, is ones that are, because temperature is obviously the thing, that you know you can tell separation of you know, what's hotter and what's not hotter, but flavor is a big thing. Yeah, I, I love putting hot sauce on the eggs. I'd say, see, actually, this is tough. This changes my my favorite for what to put on the eggs, because I used to be a Tabasco guy. That was the go-to. But then it turned was Frank's for a little bit. Last year, I, I was big on Frank's because that's all our cafeteria had as yeah. far as, like, elite hot sauces. But now uh, 
what's the one we have? Red Hot or what's it called? We got Franks for we sure. We do have Franks. I know we have Franks, but I feel like there's another one. I can't think on the tip of my tongue right now, but I feel like I don't I don't know how to phrase this. I don't know if hot sauce flavors change as my palate changes. Because, you know, don't your taste buds change every two weeks or something? Uh, they changed a lot. I don't know the exact number, but I know yeah. they're, they're always changing. And I feel like hot sauce, you can tell the most because of the power. It just rips on your taste buds. Because that's essentially what hot sauce is, is taking a needle and scraping it over your tongue. Yeah. Like if, if we break it down to a, a science here, that that's what we're trying to do. Like the blazing wings from B Dubs. Nobody eats you're those to enjoy me, them. Yeah, you, you're taking that because you had a tough day. You're mad at yourself, and you want to take a fork and scrape your the inside of your mouth, but you don't actually want to do that. So you're like, well, I'll just torture myself through food. Yeah, no, I can't imagine there's somebody out there that would just like, mmm, blazing sounds good. Yeah, craving it. Like no. That's wrong. Those we had the big box of the flaming hot different kinds of there were Cheetos, Puffs, yeah. uh, Funyuns, those extra hot ones. It was like a good 15. I can eat a lot of flaming hot Cheetos and you know I'll still dial up some milk, but those ones I finished the pack, made it through without having to take a drink or stop, but it's like 2 minutes after you're done. I went I stood up not even 2 minutes, way shorter than that. I stood up to throw the bag away. Threw the bag away. I was like, oh, I, I breathed in. And it was like, that. I'm a dragon right now. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And then I grabbed some milk, and I was just sweating. And, whoo, that was a tough 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, those will get you, get you sweating a little bit. I didn't have get any of the puffs, it. but. Puffs are OP. Are they good or are they hot? Um, in comparison to, like, regular Flaming Hot Cheetos. I would say they probably have similar, like, spiciness. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're, like, a cheese puffs kind of guy. Huge cheese puffs kind of guy. Then you'd love those. Cheese puffs or cheese balls? Ooh. Yeah. I'm a cheese ball guy. I'd say so, too. They're easier to eat. They're easier to pop in. Those are so good. You don't have to take a bite. You can just slap them in there. I miss cheese ball Fridays in elementary school. Like, cheese puff cheese balls? Yeah, we got little things of cheese balls for a snack on Fridays. That's fun. It's the little things, things, man. It honestly is, especially in these times. It's always the little things to not completely go insane. I can't see the score over there right now. Um, That's way too far away. I think it's still 3-0. We have the Rays-Astros game on right now. If you've been following playoff baseball at all, go Rays. Anyone but the Astros, honestly, at this point. I just do not want to see them win because they're a bunch of cheaters. And I mean, PEDs are one thing. Still got to perform. Still got to perform on those. But you know, off-speed pitches are coming way easier. Takes away from the integrity of the game. Yeah. And I mean, sign stealing is a thing that everybody does, but not to that extent where like you purposely like signal with video and And such. We don't even know the super extent it went. Yeah. the hypothetical buzzer like that's just yeah. over the top like the only time like we'd ever steal signs in my baseball career is like if the catcher was dumb enough to just like flash one sign uh, and there's a runner on second base yeah. we just knew like one arm up was like fastball and then two arms up was off speed oh that's tough hey you got to be more secretive than that yeah it's but just they, on them. they didn't really punish them they slapped them on the wrist el tuve yeah. robbed people of awards yeah he robbed mvps i used to like him can't stand him anymore 
Really can't. Speaking of people, I I knew about the incident at Clemson. Though I'm, I'm talking Woody Hayes here. Have you seen the video where he hits the player from Clemson? I have not. Oh my goodness. Let me um, let me pull this up for you real quick. But th- I was watching a video on him last night. He was a horrible person. He beat players pretty aggressively. And there was a quote from a former player who said, if in your four years he didn't hit you, you felt cheated. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Of course there's an ad. Every time, YouTube gives so many ads now. And there's not just an ad at the beginning. There's like 15 ads in between. I'm not here for the ads. I'm here to watch a video. It's so frustrating. Gotta love it when they throw two on there. Oh, my goodness. So, here we go. This was a game that the Ohio State should have won. So, let me hold this up here. So, Ohio State's down two right here. Uh, it's their last drive of the game. Drops back to pass. Pressure's on. What's he going to do? Throws an interception to a Clemson player. Watch Woody Hayes here. Right there. That's Woody Hayes right next to him. Just wait. Pop. Could you imagine if that happened today? He's done. Oh, yeah. Gone. And there was another, there's another video. He threw a clipboard at a player's ankle while he's taking a pick for a touchdown. Either of those. I mean, after the Clemson incident, he got fired the next day, and he never coached another football game again. Yeah. Uh, that you'll get charged with assault. You're going to jail if you do that today. Oh, yeah, you're getting locked up. That's just... And the the video was kind of about Woody Hayes, and, and the guy was like, I don't like how it takes away from... You know, he was a great coach, and this one incident... I was like, well, sorry, it's not one incident. Clearly, you just showed multiple incidents where the guy was a scumbag. But two, it should take away from him being a good coach. Just like we were talking about with the Astros. They won some World Series. It should take away that they weren't actually as good as they might have seemed. When someone does something so bad, you you have to look at it from that aspect. Yeah, and I think what bothers me the most is like you do you do steroids, like you said, it's a hundred sixty two game suspension. Yeah. How many guys got suspended on their team? Did anyone? No. Their coach, Didn't their Beltron coach get got in trouble? fired. Yeah, and Beltron got and in Beltron trouble. And Beltron got in trouble and backed out from being like the only the coaching staffs or people affiliated with it. Like yeah. Beltron was trying to be the coach of the Mets, I believe, and they yeah. said, ah, Tough. Not anymore. Tough. But all these players are just fine. Like, they're all just played the whole season. I mean, they were getting pegged, which they deserved. They didn't come down hard enough, so baseball punished them themselves. But you got to – I was kind of hoping they would do something like where they'd, like, not make them be able to contend for the playoffs for a certain number of years. Well, I mean, dude, in football, you can – Let's look at SMU and the legal recruiting and, and the death penalty. That was a statement. We've seen... I'm not going to talk about him because I'm going to get really upset if I talk about Lane Kiffin, but he's the biggest cheater in college football and gets away with it because he just leaves schools. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder, man. That That's the thing. In college football, I think they... Punish the school and not the players too much. With the horrible, 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 worst thing we've ever seen in college football with the situation that happened at Penn State, why'd the players get punished for that? Why can't they? All those coaches were gone. Yeah. They stripped wins. 
They took care of that. Sandusky spending the rest of his life in jail rotting away. Like he deserves to be. Yeah. Joe Pa passed away, so there was nothing else that could really come from that. But why are these players getting, like, they can't go to bowl games. They had some recruiting uh, sanctions that came on them. Why are they getting punished? That makes no sense to me. No, it really doesn't. At SMU, illegal recruiting. You punish the administration. You fire the coaches. You, if you find exactly the players, they're done off the team. But why does the rest of the team have to pay for the actions of things that they're not in control of? That's what frustrates me. The NCAA is the most corrupt organization. People want to talk about how bad the NFL is, and it is. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that the NFL is good in this light at all. But you cannot sit here, look me in the eyes, and tell me the NCAA is not the scummiest organization. There's so little information about who's making these decisions. They make billions of dollars. I'm not for the whole putting college athletes on a salary because two major major reasons without diving into this super deep. The first one is your scholarship is payment. If your school costs $50,000, you come in there for free. Guess what? You got paid $50,000 because let's say they take away the scholarship aspect, aspect and pay you. Let's say they pay you... $75,000. A big chunk of that's going towards your tuition and your yeah. room and board and all that other stuff. My second reason is we all know what happens. They get paid. Yeah. Let them make money off their own name. Let them sign autographs, jerseys, sell stuff, whatever. They should be allowed to do that. You should not be told you can't sign an autograph and get money for it. That's stupid. Maybe even let them have an agent. But if, I, I hesitate with that because if you add agents into college football and college sports, it's going to be a mess. So maybe not the agent. I take that back. Let them make money off their own name. That's the biggest thing because let's say you're on full-ride scholarship. All that money's taken care of. You're definitely going to be getting money from the boosters. Let's be honest here. If you're a yeah. good player, you're going to get money from the boosters. But the biggest question, obviously these teams pull in a ton of money every year. If you start paying the kids, are we going to have salary negotiations in college? Yeah. There's, there's way too much to... And people get so mad about this. Like, we deserve to be paid. If you're good enough, you'll get paid when you go pro. If you go to college, I don't care if you're the best player in the world. If you go into college... Full on, I'm going to the league. What if you get hurt? What if you tear that ACL, you can't play again? Or play at the same level, you don't get drafted. Now you're out of a job, you didn't try in school. Because, I mean, we know it happens. Yeah. A lot of these guys probably aren't doing their schoolwork like they should be. There's just too much to go into it. Because if you do a base payment, then people are going to get angry. And then we're going to have lockouts like we see in professional sports. And that all of this is going to take away from their education. They're here to go to college. At the end of the day, I think it's 1% of college athletes go pro. That is a microscopic amount. It might even be smaller than 1%. There's seven rounds in the NFL draft. There's two rounds in the NBA draft 
Baseball, there's a lot. But if you're good, you probably won't play a ton in college. Yeah. You'll either be a one and done or just go out of high school. That's the thing with baseball draft too is like the amount of players. Like it's not even just in the United States. Like it's across yeah. the globe. Well, and then high you, school through yeah. however old. And you not are. only that, you have to actually you're going to the minors. You have yeah. to work your way up before you're making real money. But it all comes back around to if you start paying these kids, what's the central focus of college sports going to be? Co- playing in college athletics is to get paid. That that'll be the central focus for why people want to get into college athletics is not to. Going pro is a great dream because why do guys want to go pro? I mean, one is the love of the game, but the big part of it is money to support family, themselves, this, that, third thing. If you add that into college, we could potentially see professional sports take a hit, but we will see college academics take a huge hit because what are you going to All these kids getting paid... That's just more incentive not to go to class. 100%. And how much are you paying them? Where is it coming from? Because if it's based on skill or what you're putting on the field, that's going to be best. And then you have to think about this too. Let's say there's a difference between starting, backup, third string, like the tiers of payments. Let's say your starting quarterback starts playing like trash, First three weeks of the season, he's benched. The backup comes in. Now the backup's going to be be mad. He's not making as much as the starter who's on the bench now, and then it's going to be a whole mess. Yeah. So I have not seen a good argument about why college athletes should be paid more than just the, out of the, like, the likeness of their own name. I want them to get paid from the – they should be able to use their own name to make money. That should be an option. They should 100% be allowed to do that. But the college should not pay them. That's just dumb. I feel like that'd be really hard also to, like, decipher across, like, the different sports. Like, you're obviously yeah. your football team brings in more money than, like... Every other sport. Literally any other sport. I mean, basketball's probably number two, depending yeah. on what school you are. But, like, what about the sports that aren't even on TV and stuff? And then like, how gonna, do you pay those yep. athletes? They're going to get mad. They're not getting paid as much. Yep. And then it's, and then it's going to be divide. a whole mess. It's going to be a whole mess. And that's what I don't think people think about. Which we see in politics a lot. People don't think about logic. And I don't want to say this is a political agenda item as far as paying college athletes. I wouldn't call it a moral item. I'd just say it's more of a topic of discussion. But if, if you actually break it down and think about it, more than just they deserve to be paid. Because obviously they're putting in a ton of work. They're, they're pushing their bodies to the limits. They deserve some kind of income part of that is through their scholarship a huge part of that's through their scholarship but you likeness of the old name they can use that make money off that there's more revenue and then that'll show because a guy like trevor lawrence is going to pull in a lot more money than a guy like ty chandler yeah and then you can that's the best way to do the separation of pay versus how not worthy, but uh, what monetary value a player has. Yeah. You make it yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day. And and then that's more incentive for them to be better, I guess. But, yeah, no. I, it always really frustrates me when people say they should just be paid from the school because, I mean, you hear it from athletes mostly. Um, I think it's funny when we hear it from some athletes that are not in Division One. 
Yeah. Because why should you get paid? The, the reason to wanting to get paid is because of the money you'll bring into the school. That I understand. But at lower school levels, you're not bringing in money. You're not playing on televised games. You're not, you don't probably have huge boosters that are pouring money into the programs and doing all this recruiting, especially when you can't even give scholarships at. Because Division Two, you don't see a ton of full-ride scholarships. Division Three, you can't do scholarships. But Division Two, you don't, you get, I believe it's 25 full scholarships is what the school gets. I could be wrong on that exact number. But what they do, which is smart, is partial scholarships. Because then you can give a partial scholarship here, partial scholarship here. If you're going out for a big player, then yes, offer them the full ride. But it gives you more creative flexibility through the program to divvy out scholarships how you see fit. I feel like scholarships kind of get overlooked. Yes. In that aspect. Like, I mean, like you said, that's, that's the pay right there. I mean, no matter how much the school costs, you're getting paid money to go there. Because I'll tell you this, if you, if you want to get paid by the school, you're not getting a dime in scholarship money. No, not at all. They'd be like, all right, fine. We'll give it to somebody else. Yeah. Like, they, they see you. They, they, yeah. I think that's a problem with school administration. I mean, look here. They don't see us as people. No. I don't even know what they see us as anymore because clearly it's not paying customers because of how they want to just kick kids out for breaking rules. And there's some rules you should absolutely get kicked out for. But, I mean, we've talked about it time and time again on here about these regulations and all this stuff. And, you know, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. Let's turn the tides, though. Apex. We've been, we have not gotten that coveted win yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's been, it's been a long ride. We've gotten better, though. We've, our biggest thing, and uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, Paul, but our biggest, uh, where I've seen the most improvement and where we need to keep improving on to ultimately become in a better situation and get the win we've been looking for is really run it. Communication's high and tactical. When we do that, that's where we're our best. When we're Absolutely. actually communicating, when we have targets, we're going around right side, going around left side, flanking guys in the back. That's when we're at our best. And there was a game. We should have gotten a win, but I guess they just had the most elite guns in the game because I had full shield, you had full shield, and just pop, pop, done. And it was like, wow, sweet second for just walking in on these guys. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Oh, Baylor calling. football has 42 COVID cases. That's tough. That's tough. Just got that notification. That's tough. Yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah, they ain't playing this week. But anyway, back <laughs> to Apex. Paul, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've been, you know, it's just good to get back into it because Apex was never a game that I, like, really dove deep into to, yeah. like, really get get into. I mean, I have, like, a base understanding of the game. Obviously, like, it's not that hard to figure out how, like, yeah. to move a guy and how it works, but just, like, understanding the map and more, like, the guns and the levels and stuff. It's been, I mean, I feel like even in the last week, I just, I feel, feel more comfortable hopping on, you know, and like having, I feel like we have more of a, a game plan, a set plan. It's not like, yeah. hey, who are you going to be? Like, we kind of know who we're going to be most, yeah, most yeah, of the time. You're always bloodhound for the most part, and I've been playing as Octane. I like being a recon. I like to be able to see people. I like the movement of Octane. I, I used to always play with Mirage, because he's a very, he's a very good player, but Octane 
has more uses for him. Because, one, you can travel the map faster. Two, you can escape a bad situation pretty quickly. With Mirage, you're not going to be using his abilities unless you're around enemies. Sometimes you can use the uh, decoy to have them run into a spot just to see if anyone's there and you can see the bullets travel, which is sometimes useful. But for the most part, 90% of the time, you're not going to be using his abilities unless you're in combat. Right. You're going to send them out to kind of distract while you yeah. like shield up or something. It's been fun. We're on the brink of something special. Oh, yeah. No, I'll this is going to be a we're, big week. That's, that's for sure. We're, we're close to a win. Let's, I'm, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to check my email for the people to see if I have any emails about school. We have another email from the president of the office. Two more positive cases. Uh, here we go again. Some students are actively choosing to violate our protocols, putting all of us in danger and jeopardizing the student conduct process, including the potential for suspensions and expulsions, has now been fully activated for any student that clearly or actively violates any of our public health safety protocols. Uh, it's copy and paste now at this point. But no, I still have not gotten an email from either of my professors about what we're doing. The one email I did get was, the, I got a response to me asking, said, the class is completely online, more to come from me later today slash tomorrow. Well, it's later today. This email was spent this morning. I haven't heard anything from my other professor, this, that, or another way. I don't even know. Let me quick check our uh, Moodle course webs page and see if I have, uh, if the class is even on there. And maybe that'll give me some insight, if at least there's a syllabus. I, that one, I do know the time and where the class is. But, yep, nope, that's also not on there. See, this is, this is where I come into a problem. Is if we're going to do this system, I need to know where to go and what to do. Because if I miss class on the first day, it's not on me right now. Because no, no one of my professors, the one professor I've heard from is my quarter credit professor. And that's it. Yeah, no, I haven't heard from... And she was on top of it. She emailed us like two weeks ago about what we were looking at going yeah. into this, this half of the semester. I'm just kind of guessing tomorrow for my first class, too. Same. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But don't worry, it's a student's fault. Everything's a student's fault, according to the president here. Well, we, yeah. We, we, no, what, let's just, you know, all the cases, it has to be from students breaking the rules, not the professors. Absolutely not the professors or the Amazon deliverers or whoever's coming, any faculty member that's coming in and living their lives when they're not here. Sure enough, can't be them. Impossible. Yeah, it's all us. He's it's all Honestly, us. it seems like he just sees us as criminals. Yeah, I feel that way too. Which is a great way to look at your paying customers. We are inferior to him. Oh, 100%. Which, I mean... With, with the status of roles and positions and stuff like that, I'm, I'm a person who I've always, I won't say always, I don't challenge authority or have a problem with authority, but if authority comes down on me with direct disrespect just because I'm not as in high of a position as them, that's when I start to have a problem. And that is what we see here. He sees us down on him because he, we're students, he's the president. And that's what it feels like. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does really genuinely care about the students. I'm not inside his head. I don't know what he thinks on a daily basis. But based off of all of the emails and everything he's been talking about, he puts on a good show for the cameras. But the emails that we get 
that the student population gets, that the parents don't see, that the media doesn't see, that no one outside of the students see, they are threatening, and all they do is place the blame on us. He doesn't take an ounce of the blame. There's not a, no one else in his mind is to blame but the students. And I mean, honestly, people breaking the rules, what did you think trying to keep us like caged animals? Bound to happen. You think we're all going to go skip through the flowers, not together because we can't? Six feet apart and maxed up. <laughs> no. Like, we were just excited to go outside and play catch today because we were allowed to go do that again today. We've been following these rules to a T, and it was just nice to get outside today. You know how weird it was? I never in my worldly time thought I would be sitting here excited about going outside, not because I love the outdoors, but because I wasn't allowed to for a week, and now I'm allowed to. Whoa. It's so just... It's weird. It's really weird. It's a weird feeling still. And then, I mean, like, I mean, you said today, going outside for, what, 30, 40 minutes, throwing the ball around a little bit? Yeah, like that felt great. That was fantastic. We might even do it after this episode, as long as it's not dark when we finish this. Because it's just a nice way to unwind and just let your mind run rogue and just have fun like a kid again. I mean, we were doing silly stuff. We were doing sideline catches, one-handed catches, like, just goofing around. Yeah. It's... Like, we should be allowed to do. But no, not here. Honestly, I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. And, if you, and I'm sorry if you're getting sick of listening to us talk about it, but it's so unbelievable that it's hard not to, I mean, it's our everyday life. So sometimes it's just, it's a release to talk about it, I guess would be yeah, the best way I could put it. I agree. Oh, Paul, let me tell you, let me tell you, we live in a fun world, buddy. We live in a fun world. Paul told me he was going to stab me because I told him I was going to wake up super early and take his blanket. He was not a fan of that. That didn't happen. I did wake you up this morning, but to tell yeah. you we don't have class. So you I... showed me your phone this morning. You're like, look at this. And I'm like, I couldn't, literally not, could not see your screen. All I saw was just like white. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> what does it say? Tell me, because I can't read it. <laughs> At first, did you think it was something bad? I mean, you woke me up, so I wasn't thinking it was going to be something like happy. Cheerful. And I was like, you said, look at this. And I realized you weren't angry at that point, but you were a little angry, but you were more angry that you just didn't do that prior. And then I was like, oh. And then, like, I kind of figured out what you said after it, like, hit my head. And I'm like, but I'm going back to sleep now. Definitely going back to sleep now. There was a time, because I, w- I went back to sleep after that. There was a time I woke up, and I couldn't see you in your bed. And I was like, oh, crap, I was wrong. He's at class. And then, like, your head poked out, and I was like, okay, cool. I was just panicking for no reason, but... This is a fun one today. This is a fun done. This is literally how Paul and I's day go when we have conversations. We just talk about a bunch of nonsense, and one thing leads to another, and it's not even a domino effect. It's more like a ping-pong ball just bouncing in whatever direction you want it to because what did we start with? Honestly, it's uh, a good question. Yeah, I don't really remember when we started. It wasn't the vitamin water, and it wasn't the hot sauce. What did we start talking about? <laughs> Man, I mean, that's how a lot of the conversations go, too, though. We oh, really oh, that's... Hey, we ended with what we started with. Because we were talking about... I, I broke down the situation of uh, what happened to me this morning. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, we ended right. with that. Full circle. How about that? That was a total accident, too. I literally... Paul, I came to Paul, and I was like, I got an idea for the podcast today. And I was like, let's just talk about nonsense and see what happens. 
Look at us. And look at us now. <laughs> we're, we're 43 minutes into talking about nonsense. It was a great time. It was a really great time. And uh, we're probably going to end this and talk about some more nonsense and hopefully go play some catch. I can't tell if it's raining outside because the shade's closed. It got really dark, so I don't hold good hopes that it's dry out there. But, hey, you never know. Anyway, in the meantime, hope you all have a great rest of your day. Peace and love, y'all.